It's hard to feel free when the world is crashing down around us and we're shut up in our homes practicing social distancing. But you don't have to feel trapped. You can write your way to freedom. Welcome to the Right Away Podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Right Away Podcast. This is episode 51, and we are recording on a Saturday. Normally we do Thursdays, but this Thursday was insanity. It is July 10th. At 7.30 in the morning for me, 6.30 in the morning for JP, and we're a little extra loopy because yes. things aren't normal, but it's yes, okay. Yes, very much so. Anyways, I'm Chris Cade with my co-host. JP Ryan Push, who's much louder this week. Ooh, is there a reason why? Are you just shouting or do you have a new microphone? Oh, no. Last week. Okay. So this is a little side note. Last week I had to record in a hotel room and it was five in the morning and there was another person in the other room that I could hear. So I realized my audio levels were super quiet because I was talking like this the whole time. Uh... So now I can actually talk. So I apologize listeners to the last episode. <laughs> Gotcha. You have a comment for us from a previous episode. Yes. So from episode 48, how do you write scenes and chapters? Uh, we got a comment from Janet, who's talking about how she writes uh, scenes after, of course, calling out that she doesn't believe that Lon is uh, seven goblins in a trench coat. And so she writes scenes as a way to move the story forward. She's not looking for certain word counts. And then when she's in revision, that's when she looks to add more words, reactions, and checking that she has those three C's. I think that's like a perfect way to do it. I know that when I write scenes, like I have the three C's in mind, but I actually sometimes go back and I'll look at what the C three C's turned out to be. So yeah. Awesome. Excellent. We don't have anything else, so straight to the question of how or do how we... your week's been. Oh, that's right. That's going to be a long one. We need more banter in this show, Chris. But uh Okay. How's your week been, JP? It has been a week. So we'll probably discuss more as to what happened last weekend, but I then had to return to Iowa. So I've been there for two weeks and I had an interlude somewhere else in the middle and I'm just prone to injury all the time, apparently. But I'm back home. But writing wise, it has been actually pretty good. Um, been working on the edits and I've gotten through like that whole Kanban system I was talking about, except for three very broad comments that I'm just leaving there while I go through because Abe went through it and he just popped in a little comments because he's, he is three books ahead of me, two books ahead of me, two books ahead of me. And so he may know a couple things to just quick sprinkle in while we have the chance to. So I'm just gonna like cleaning it up now. And it feels really weird. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm almost done. It's weird. Um, I'm super excited. So that's my week. How's your, uh, I got to meet Abe. Just to clarify, we went to the writer, Writers of Salem, that could have worked as well, Witches of Salem world building event that Jay Thorne and Zach Bohannon put on. And it was delightful. Again, that's what we're recovering from. So we're going to talk about it. And the rest of my week has been very emotional and draining because my past self really just is a dumbass and has really high opinion of how quickly I can recover from things and move forward. So I went straight from really intense, like people friend thing over the weekend to, hey, I have to call strangers up and ask them if I can look at their van, which sounds creepy out of context. Can I get in but your van? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I take it around your van? 
And I hate calling people on the phone, period. Even people I like, I accidentally called JP and we both freaked (laughs) out. And we talk all the time, just not on phones like that. So it was an... So I've been looking at vans to to buy for this van life thing, this road trip, and it's been up, down, up, down. I was looking mostly at like the old, like free candy worker van. And then I, I found, I know, I was like, I was looking forward to having the creepy free candy van. But then I found an actual camper van, like not one of the fancy new ones, like that the sprinters, the tall ones that have been like custom built out. No, this is a van, a Ford Econoline van with a a raised top that was produced as a camper van. So the back seat folds down into a bed and it's got a fridge and it's got a sink. And my cousin and I found like van mosquito netting under the back bench, which I was going to buy anyways, but I don't have to. It's there. It really has. It's got solar. It's just got everything that I actually need. And so what was it? I found the van. I went and saw it on Wednesday. And we dropped it off at a mechanic. And so I'm sitting there waiting desperately for the mechanic to to call me back. And I'm like, please tell me, yes, she's old, but she runs like that. There's nothing giant and big. And that afternoon he did. We got the, the wire in. My mom went to the bank and sent a wire for me. And he, the seller got the money by the evening. So I ran down there that night, got the title. And then the next day I picked up the van from the shop and drove her to my aunt's house and I got her temporary tags. And so it's just been a week of van. There has been no writing period at all since I don't know, Wednesday last week, maybe, but it's okay. Like this was the focus this week and I got the best fan. I'll definitely be posting some videos and pictures on Patreon on my TikTok, of course, and in the author success mastermind. Yes. I'm excited. I made you share me pictures because in video because I was like, I have to see what you're talking about. And it's the coolest van. Old. Get- she's 94. She's as old as my little sister. And I get like runs. retro vibes from it. So, but like in the best way possible. Yeah. We gotta update some of the fabric. Like the windows are stupid brown and we need to we need to make her exotic. But I'm excited. Yes. I'm excited for you. What's our topic this week? Now we can go into how to recover from an event. And this is like full disclosure. This is probably going to be mostly introvert focused mm-hmm. because I think a lot of extroverts like might be physically tired after an event. So they have to be like, okay, like I need to get some extra sleep because I didn't sleep period. Cause it's bu- too busy talking to people. In- extroverts, please correct me if I'm wrong, but introverts have so many levels of exhaustion after an in-person event, as much as we might fully, completely, with our entire being, enjoy it, we then crash. Yep. You you actually saw that happen to me, and then I saw it happen to you during the event. <laughs> yes. I didn't even realize what was happening. You're like, JP, and I was like, oh, I went in power off mode. <laughs> yeah, he literally went into screensaver mode. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm really bad at recognizing those moments until someone calls them out and I'm like, oh yeah, I just need a moment to not think. And it's funny because Abe is an extrovert and he's JP, okay, we need to talk about this like right after the event. And he pulls me to the side and I cannot focus. I'm staring at the floor. He's, you're not paying attention, are you? And I'm like, I can't, I need a moment. I think one of the signs I saw in you and that I know that I do when we get into that kind of power off overload mode is we stop talking. Yep. Just 
completely like we'll thumbs up we'll make faces but we won't talk unless forced to very much so <laughs> which then i saw on you then at least the next day because you were just in full what was it sweatshirt hoodie over the head mm-hmm. <laughs> zoned out yeah i was just like i just need i don't have a weighted blanket but i have a giant hoodie that can just encompass me so this is what the event looked like just to give a little bit of structure to this conversation it would be different for a week-long event mm-hmm. i would take much better care of my time over a week-long event so we had a pre-event hangout on friday at a really bump in bar because it was one of the only places we could get to over the holiday weekend and then Saturday, we met at 8.30? Yep. 8.30 for food and chat. Event started at 9. We broke for an hour and 15 minutes for lunch. And then we went till, what, 4-ish? 4, because then we had a tour. Four. So 4, and then we did a, a tour. And then we met for drinks later that evening at a... I forgot the word for places with games. Arcade, arcade bar. An arcade bar. And that was a blast. But it did mean that I was peopling from 8.30 to 11 o'clock at night straight. Mm-hmm. And not like just hanging around people, but intensely engaging with people for that many hours. Um, and then Sunday, we again met at 8.30 and we went until noon before we broke f- and for the end of the event and lunch. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so Sunday morning is when my introvertness shut down. And like JP said, I pulled my hoodie up before the event started when everyone was just doing the chat thing. I, w- I already recognized I was overloaded. So I put on my noise canceling headphones, put on a playlist and just kind of like seat danced to try and regulate. And then... One of the things my body does when I am overloaded is I go to sleep. So in the middle of some pretty intense like discussion about world building and ideas, I am sitting there. I am like my head's doing the Bob thing as Mm -hmm. I'm falling asleep and waking up. And so that's not intended to be an insult to anyone. It's a physiological response that I don't know how to stop it other than to get up and do jumping jacks, which I probably could have done and nobody would have minded. But my brain wasn't even thinking of that at that point. Yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah, no, there was a lot of moments where there was just a lot to take in or a lot of overload. And I was really happy during the uh, arcade and at the bar because it was loud as could be. But you, myself, and Kat, uh, Zach, we kind of took over a corner and we like, it, I don't know if it was an intended introvert corner or what, but it just became- It absolutely was. I sat corner. there and I was like, we're over here. And then everyone else just came around us, which is exactly what I want yep. in life. Don't make me go out into things. Please come to me. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. It was like a little introvert bubble and we could have just conversations that varied on deep and, and surface level, but like everyone else was shouting, but it was almost like we like we had this protected space, which was fantastic. I think for you and at yeah. least for me, it was. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Like once I sat in that corner, cause I was between like the wall and the table at the end of a six person table. So to get out would have been an, an event. Like once I was in the corner, I just didn't leave really. I just stayed there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how has, oh yeah. Oh, bleh, no, go. No. I was going to move on to recovery. So 
continue on in whatever thought you were. Oh, I was just going to say that had I had more time before and after the event, I would have probably been able to set myself up better, but I had to squeeze this in between a thing with work travel. So I had to go to Iowa to deal with people. And I have not been around people aside from like my partner and like hiding in my attic is a hobgoblin that I do to then being in a room with some other people that barely know like their work people. And then I had to drive for almost four hours home and then the next day fly and then come back and go back there. So like I had little time to decompress by myself aside from when I'm driving, which isn't the best time to decompress. So I know that like my next coming events, I luckily they fall in where I can almost take about a week so that I can be in the place that like the event is occurring for a longer period of time. So I can either prepare or decompress, but actually enjoy the space that I'm in without having to shift spaces. Very much the same for me. I had two days of travel before I got to the event. And even that first night after travel, we were hanging out. And I realized that normally I take three days to a week before an event where I tell everyone close to me, hey, I'm preparing to be fully on. I'm just not going to talk to you beyond the minimal required. Like even people in my house, hey, I'm not going to engage. I'm preparing for this weekend. And then I do the same afterward for as long as I need. But I didn't get to do that on either end. So that's one of the ways that I often recover is just, first of all, preparing for success, but also afterward having that like space to be like, okay, now it's just me and I get to process. And a lot of times I cry just because I'm so overloaded. There's nothing to be sad about and I just cry. And I didn't get to do that. How about you? Same. So I don't cry. I maybe. Actually, no. I didn't. I didn't this time either. I didn't have time. But the plus side was that I got a hotel for work and I was able to be in a room alone. I think talking about it, I recognized some of the things that I was doing. I would basically control the time that I was at work. And then after that, I was in my hotel room and I almost talked to no one and I never left it. Like I sometimes when I go to these work events or I guess they're not events, but whatever, um, there are other people there. So sometimes we meet for dinner, we do this, but like, I just, nope, not going to talk to anybody. I'm in my room. I'm going to eat my fajitas here and I'm going to then work or do TikTok or something just to like decompress. And I think that I did that more this time on both ends than I normally do, which is probably the best way that I could have handled it. I came back home yesterday and I know that I'm going to need a day to just lay on the floor and stare at the ceiling. So we'll see when that day comes. Did you have any trouble slipping into the words when you started your writing morning schedule right back up or no? Um, When I tried to go back into drafting something, yes, but I was able to go into editing something and Mm. not have a problem. So I had to change gears on what I was working on, which is fine because I, of course, set myself up to do like a hundred things. So on the plus side, when I want to do something, I can just pick one of them. And in this case, it was the book that needs to get done. That's always a plus. Yeah, I think that I cracked my writing stuff open at some point in the last nine days. And I just stared at it 
And I think that what I'm going to have to do is some hardcore short sprints. I find mm-hmm. short sprints are really useful for me when I am having a lot of difficulty getting to the page. Because if I say, okay, I'm only going to write for five minutes or I'm only going to write for 10 minutes, I've made it too simple to fail. And it's literally, if you write a hundred words in those minutes, success. If you write 50 words in those minutes, success, but try and just give it your all and not care. Because even if they're terrible words, you haven't spent a ton of time going at it full force and you can absolutely toss them out because it was only 10 minutes of your life. Also need to do. Mm, (laughs) I don't want to say don't want to do. The other thing I've done, which isn't something that I enjoy, is I really haven't engaged with my online communities or even my individual relationships on WhatsApp or Slack or wherever a lot in this last week. Because like when I shut down hard and I have a bunch of messages that have built up because I can't even read them because my brain starts like pushing me to engage and I'm not ready for that. It's funny because you say these things and I'm like, do I do that? And then I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't looked at like TASM in forever. I haven't done, maybe I do that. Oops. But at the same time, you're right. Like you need that time and Mm -hmm. they'll be there when you come back. And it's funny because I'm staying with family that I've never seen super often. It's my mom's sister, her husband and, and their daughter. And We've never lived in the same places. Like I've stayed a week at their house every now and then when I was little. They come up to New York and would stay for a while. But this is the longest I've stayed with them as an adult. Just me, no one else to distract me and have to take care of. And so that's been really interesting because one, my family is very much give you your own space and they don't really super intrude, which is lovely. Like my immediate family and my extended family are really good at that, except for my mother bless her she's got too much love and so we were like very quiet with each other at the very beginning because we haven't seen each other in a while I'm crazy hippie-ish and they're very quote-unquote normal American and there's just still they definitely just she's odd but that's okay and but one of the things that they do every night that I happily slid into that gave us a moment of connection that I think I will try and build into my introvert crashes in the future is we would watch Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy together and shout out the answers as we went through. So it's not that pressure of engaging directly, but we're all participating in an event that's quite lovely. And I really want to figure out ways to continue to do that after during introvert crashes, because I do think that helps me reconnect faster. Yeah. And there was a, so what When I went on Authors on a Train in January of 2020, I think it was Zach. Yeah, it was Zach. He brought a game on his Switch that it's basically like Cards Against Humanity in one way or another, but I think it was use your words for anyone that wants to look it up. It's hilarious, but you basically fill in a line and then it pops up and then you can vote on it. It's any other card game, but it has this sort of like participation 
but at the same time like you can either sit there and observe you can participate and it's not like you're shouting it out because I think like for introverts especially for me I don't really like shouting I'm not that kind of person but I like being funny and, and snarky because that's my personality and this was like a really great way we ended up playing it until like two or three in the morning because of course that's the kind of monsters we are but um it was a really good way for both introverts and extroverts to just have this moment and I, I definitely didn't feel like drained from that moment because there's something about both comedy and then not having to like be aggressively competitive but instead like you're just using your phone and you're because it's how the game works is you use your phone to type in the answers and then you just submit it and then it'll pop up on the screen but it delays from that need to like tactilely converse with people you can just have the computer do it for you oh i like that i like that a lot other than the defaults of get your sleep and eat right after before during and after events so during is sometimes difficult do you have any other ways that you recover i think part of it is like recognizing when i'm done <laughs> with something and this is more during the event than after recovering but it's hard when because i i brought my partner along and then also co co-authors there and they're both extroverted so it's a little harder to ghost on them but there are especially if you're on an event alone you can just ghost no one's gonna judge you for it and if they do you can just be like i'm an introvert i got a ghost plus side is that our uh, the j is a self-proclaimed introvert and tells you when it's time for him to go, he'll just go. He won't say bye and he's not being rude. It's just when he's done and that's his his MO. And I think when you put that kind of stuff up front, it's not that people expect it, but people then don't expect more of you. So I think that the key for introverted people is just label yourself as that if you want, obviously don't label yourself if you don't want to, but uh, if you set that expectation where, hey, I might just leave and I'm not being rude. It's just, that's how I, I do things. Then people aren't going to judge you for it. Agreed. Agreed. All right. I think our question for our listeners this week are, how do you recover after an event? Yeah. And I'm also curious about extroverted people. How do they recover? Because I don't know. How do you need to? Are you jazzed up? <laughs> Are you even more excited? So this week we put out our weekly post update with two weeks worth of goodies because last weekend we did not post it. JP did his part of the work. He like wrote up his parts that I was like, I forgot. I crashed. Sorry. We also have our tarot episode coming a little late, hopefully this weekend or Monday. And if you would like to join us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, you can get access to some of our awesome extras. And that is www.patreon.com slash right away podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. We look forward to being in your ears next week. See you later. Hello and welcome to the, oh wow, nope, I just, my brain was like Tasm, right away. <laughs> welcome to the Tasm podcast. I'm not Jay. Okay. Hi and welcome to the Tasm. Nope. And we also say hello friends because we're more hello friends. friends. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Haven't done this in too long. Can't go two extra days. <laughs>